I think the future of Web3, uh, for, for what we are uh, believing, the future of Web3 is in the Web3 social. Hello and welcome to all the lovely listeners. I'm Mark from CoinPost, Japan's largest blockchain and cryptocurrency media website, and also the producers of WebEx, Asia's leading Web3 conference. Uh, I'm joined today by Yon Rong from the Fine Satoshi Lab, the producers of Stepin, Dua, Moa, and Gas Hero. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> Dua and Moa, when I say that, my, my Yorkshire accent comes out. So uh, <laughs> did I pronounce that correctly, Yon? <laughs> yeah, perfect, actually. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm from the north part of England, so um, my accent really comes out. Uh, anyway, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the, the podcast. Uh, you're actually my, my first WebEx Weekly podcast, so thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, my first question, you came to WebEx in Tokyo. How how did you find it? Um, do you have any comments? You can even have negative ones if you want. Um, I think because I just came back from the uh, Token 2049, also KBW, so I certainly feel the WebEx is totally different, I say, compared to the Token 2049. So it's... Uh, uh, it's very much a game oriented, so uh, I see a lot of game developers. You know, old booths are pretty much, I think, about sixty to seventy percent all game related. And uh, being in Japan, there's tradition of game developing and IP oriented. So I think uh, Japan is taking the direction of game and IP, which is perfect for NFTs. Where Token Twenty Four Nine, to- to- sorry, Token Twenty Forty Nine is more like uh, overall, right? So exchange. Uh, all the other project, layer one, layer two, you know, talk about ZK rollup so many times there, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's certainly much more DJ, right? But uh, uh, compared to Japan, yeah. Yeah, when I was at Token myself, yeah, I remember walking past the booths, I was like, oh, this is another ZK project. Oh, another mm. ZK project. Yeah. Yeah, so many <laughs> ZK products. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I really liked about WebEx was, I, I, again, you just hit the nail on the head. Was uh, all the games. So yeah, and you know, I like to play games. Uh, I'm in Japan, so you know, Japan is known for its games and uh, anime and everything else. So it was mm. really interesting to see those. Okay, yeah. So the first, so Stepin is a fitness app, and the second one is Gas Hero, uh, which is an MMO. Uh, do you have any projects in place for the third app that you're bringing out? And if there's anything you can tell us about it, um, that would be great. Uh, on one side, it's be a little bit early to talk about the third project. Well, we have, you know, we're still working on more, you know, just revamping the whole NFT marketplace to, you know, uh, uh, adding uh, new interesting features. And also Gasser is also in the middle of like activation. So we certainly have a third and fourth product in the pipeline, but uh, we are more in uh, the, the, the conception uh, stage. Um, so we, I was actually openly talk about it, uh, which uh, you know, after the gas zero in 2024, we're gonna come back to Stepin, gonna do a Stepin 2. Uh, and oh, yes, and then 2025, we're gonna do another project, which we actually was talk about that a lot. Uh, we'll be hinting that a little bit, which is a shaken. Um, so, but again, we want to set the focus on the current two product, which is more and gas you. Uh, we want to bring new and interesting trading experience of NFT and more, and also run this interesting social experiment on gas zero, which is our own interpretation of the metaverse. After these two, we feel satisfied. 
we'll go back and uh, create a SQL of seven, which is seven two, um, which um um, um I, uh, so the objective is more like um, um to focus on group activity and socials. Oh, nice. Oh, that's mm. that's interesting. Um, yeah. So I mean, I think this leads me into my my second question. You're clearly building a lot, which is really good to see, uh, especially in the Web three space. You know, a lot of projects just kind of fizzle out. How do you find um, like you know keeping a, a product relevant and sustainable? Because you know, Web three isn't just about uh, the games anymore. Uh, sorry, not anymore. It's not just about games. You also have to do the market trends and the ups and downs, and because of that, you will lose members and keep people on. So how do you keep pushing through like a bear market and how do you uh, keep users engaged um, for, for the long term? Yes, um, I think we, let's, if we talk about the long term, let's give, uh, let's take Stefan for example, is that we certainly see the transition where we focus uh, very much on the achievement side where it's a long term objective, right? So we have login achievement, we have, you know, how much kilometers have moved the shipment. Uh, so those are many to set a goal for people and then get them to work on this, you know, exercise on a daily basis, stay physically fit, so on and so forth. And also we will focus on the long-term user as well, where, you know, we will certainly run a lot of uh, in, uh, reward uh, uh, program or airdrop, you know, um, and also community event uh, for, the users where I think to have the core uh, royal user preserved in the beer market is very important because uh, it's like you know go through the four season you know in the winter everything die but if you preserve going to more of a hibernation you'll come back in spring right so that's important right you you, you need a certain uh, user base to reactivate in the next market cycle so speaking of user bases, how do you, because obviously, you know, a, a fitness app is not just about owning an NFT and being part of a Discord channel. It's a physical thing you take out and you, you're part of these communities you mentioned. How, how do you find onboarding non-Web3 people into your application, especially if there's a requirement to have an NFT? Certainly that uh, this, you know, the way people... Uh, think and build have certainly changed over the past year. So originally, it's all about uh, getting you know incentivized, uh, you know trying cool product, you know uh, 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 oh this is a cool narrative about NFT, digital ownership. I might just try. It. But that was the last bull market narrative, right? So now, especially that when I talk to builders in you know either it's KBW or it's a token twenty forty nine, it's always about how can we make the product not like Web3, you know, how can we work the product more like Web2 product, but we have Web3, you know, the fundamentals, you know, the, the, the free flow of assets, this and that. But the, the, the question becomes, how can we normalize a product, right? So to make it useful, I think that's the key question is that to create a, a, a true value. Uh, uh, and then uh, having all this barrier of entry removed, you know, now we have the you know, account abstractions, uh, social recovery, you know, those are all new concepts, only a couple months old. So now we're looking at, okay, how can we use this technology to make people not paying gas, for example, or to, you know, uh, not to remember the C phrases, have some other ways to do the uh, account recovery, for example. So once we can achieve that, 
on top of that, people might use in the product without knowing this is a Web3 product. You know, that's where we see uh, we will be at least make the onboarding easy for the Web2 people. And certainly this is sort of uh, uh, also what we are building on the backstage of lowering the new products barrier for entry. I remember you, I think I read something about um, you wanted to go into actual products, you know, so people could buy real sneakers and clothes. Do you foresee maybe like um, a type of digital connection there where if you buy a pair of sneakers, then that acts as the entry gate into the application? I think I think the sneaker is certainly what we were discussing, but I think it's a little bit too heavy uh, at the current stage. But uh, we are also looking at how can we make physical product and uh, give to our user. Um, I, I actually talk about this in one of the Korean uh, meetup. Uh, 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 moving into more physical product is sort of uh, what we're looking at at the moment. I think that's also sort of one thing that we want to be differentiated from other Web3 product is that we want to develop, uh, you know, as a brand, uh, 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 meaning that uh, people actually want to wear your product and also that becomes free advertising, right? So I think that also helped uh, to grow the brand. So certainly that uh, uh, we wanted to get something done by the end of this year. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I actually really like the logo uh, with the mm. bolt through it. So um, when you get some products, I, w- I will definitely be buying some. Uh, uh, I also <laughs> uh, trying on new products. So, you know, uh, in the last town hall, we were giving away like a second watch. Um, you know, you can see, yeah, you, you will see my Twitter. I actually post a picture of the uh, second watch. Um, so we are certainly trying on other interesting things if that actually work and we can get the cost down so i think we're gonna do something you know physical product oh nice i i really like to see this in web3 i like i like um companies branching out into other parts that bring in you know web2 and other people Mm. because so i used to work for i used to work for a charity a, a social inclusion charity and one of the big um problems that the world faces that people don't realize is that as technology advances, you know, many people get left behind because maybe they don't have the technical skill or the access to the equipment. So yeah, I think it's really great that you branch out into these other ways um, to get people to interact. So yeah, kudos for that, just on my personal level. Um, okay, so yeah, you uh, you also announced a strategic partnership with uh, Eternal Crypt, the Wizard BC, uh, which are the from the Japanese game maker Dricom, I believe. Do you have any... Um, information about that or any secret yeah. alpha you can give us um it's not much of a secret alpha i think uh we i think we have a pretty good brand presence in the japan also east asia area and also we i think we started to become the go-to place where uh the traditional company uh well web 2 company uh come to us and uh, uh get uh growth hack ideas for uh, we're using our product, you know, we have now have arsenal of product where we can help them to uh, grow their global audience base. I think that that is uh, what this partnership is about. And uh, in return, we also were able to get um, good IP collaborations with our product range. And also uh, not necessarily with Stefan, but with all the product we build. So it become very much a win-win situation where we help the uh, uh, traditional company to branch into the Web3 
and uh, also we got first deep sort of with the good IP collaborations. I heard your talk at WebEx and I've obviously seen you guys doing really well so I'm not surprised I don't know why I seem so shocked that I do apologize but yeah it's really nice to see um, that you guys are pushing through it and going forward especially with partnerships. Um, so you mentioned Japan but you guys are Australia based is that correct uh, or am I wrong? Uh, we have a very uh, extensive ambassador network in Japan and uh, we are also looking at hiring Japan. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think that that is sort of uh, the structure we're looking at is uh, everybody pretty much working decentralized, right? But uh, uh, we certainly need, you know, local people for the local market. And then going back to, I guess, like maybe a basic question, like what inspired you to create a, a movement based app as opposed to you know everyone's just making these kind of fighting games where you get an nft and you breed them and, all, and fight them and all these things but you made something that people can use as they go outside and 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 get healthy too which is always always great so what was the origin story for that i, I think I, the origin story was that uh, um it was sort of a random talk with my neighbor jerry back then and uh, was, uh, let's just do something with uh, I was joking, right? Just make some you know, uh, outside and work and get people away from computer and stuff like that. So, but then when we actually work it, it was like, actually, actually, this is a good idea. Uh, but the idea didn't come, you know, first. We, we sort of took uh, many, many iterations until we have the idea. But uh, the whole concept was, you know, uh, uh, you know, around late 2021, it was more of a COVID situation where, you know, we, we were locked down in house in Australia. And uh, you get like a couple hours go outside, you know. And when you're taken away from something from people, everybody wants to work outside, right? You go to three, you say so many people working outside, and uh, that sort of gave me some inspiration to create this product. And uh, certainly that post COVID, you know, people want to get health, healthy, uh, in recovery from the long COVID syndrome. Uh, also back then, um, 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 I think that uh, you know GameFi. Uh, was also very very popular and i think you know this is good combination you know uh to to to, to have some website element game element uh to a traditional product because uh you certainly are including a lot of users right because you don't need to be teach taught uh how to work um so certainly you have a very much big user base to start with so uh, uh, well, I have two questions now. Um, so the first one, are you are you a fitness person yourself? Because like every time I see something online, it's usually these like, you know, these really super muscly people that are like, I go to the gym seven days a week, buy my products because this is how you get healthy. Um, were you a runner yourself before and no, uh, really. just decided to build it up? No? <laughs> no? Okay, well then, has it turned you into a runner? Yeah, uh, almost, but uh, I, I pretty much walk. Uh, or a little bit drunk, uh, but uh, certainly I've become very much active. So I was just looking at my uh, Apple Health. I was uh, clocking minimum uh, ten thousand steps every day. So do you uh, have? Do you have? A, I'm a developer by by um, education. Do you have something in place to stop people using like spoof GPS? Because you know, um, I mean, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but when I when Pokemon Go first came out, you know, I used to be an iOS developer. So I built an app on my phone that would just change the simulator location and I would collect all the Pokemon and, and yeah. just sit in my room. <laughs> I think we spent more than half of our time uh, working on our anti-cheating mechanics, which is called Smack. 
Uh, I think now it's on the Gen 5 already. So you can you can try actually um, to cheat. Uh, it's extremely, extremely difficult now uh, to cheat. I, I tried to cheat uh, just to find the loophole. And I was flagged as bot a couple days ago, and then I become like on the watch list uh, because I was trying to cheat. Uh, but uh, uh, we're working on the anti-cheating. I think that's the top priority is to make sure the distribution is in a fair manner. Um, and uh, any form of exploitation have like zero tolerance. Uh, only, I think only in that way, uh, we were able to maintain at least um, uh, a bottom line um, um, because people have to actually put in the physical effort to earn the token. Yeah, and also, you know, the, the idea of the app is to get people moving, right? So, you know, I remember when Pokemon Go came out, like, you know, I, I did feel bad when I was like cheating and I was like, I should be going out and walking and getting healthy. But, you know, I, I've learned uh, many people, not just myself, always will take the easy route if it's possible. So, um, yeah, okay, that's, that's really cool. Um, so how about, um, so just, just going back to what you said about uh, building it in Web3, why did you choose to make it a Web3 app as opposed to, you know, like, um, I'm not sure about Australia, but England, we have all these like government initiatives where they will fund projects to get people healthy. Why didn't you go down a more traditional route and build just a general app to to reward users? Why did you choose Web3? Uh, a few points. One is that uh, I was a trader and investor before I building product. Um, so I got in crypto like uh, 2017, you know, ICO craze. So uh, certainly that is only natural for me to continue building on Web3 because that's pretty much where I know how to do things. Uh, and second thing is that as soon as I start to uh, run a project, I find Web3 is a very effective way to grow startups because uh, uh, having more of a, a, a token incentive will allow you to get into this growth hack uh, sort of a period where uh, you don't need to spend, you know, traditionally is that uh, you raise a lot of money you spend all this money on marketing, advertising, you get people to use your product, compensate heavily for people to use your product until you beat your competitor, then you take out the, you know, it's like the Uber way, right? Or Airbnb way. Uh, that way you actually burn a lot of money um, just to have the exclusivities uh, of uh, being the sort of the number one uh, app or product. But in Web3, you, do, you don't need to do it. You need to having a sort of, a, a good way to uh, raise awareness, uh, do fair distributions, and uh, you can grow. You know, you don't need to have a lot of money to start and get successful. I think that is where draw people to start a website company is that uh, it allows them to scale rapidly with very little initial uh, capital. Yeah. Um, so I have a question I'll go to in a second, but. Um... Yeah, one of the things that I love about Web three is uh, when it, you know, when the big Web three boom happened. Even though the tech's been around for a bit, uh, a while, um, I saw all these amazing people who managed to be able to come together and, and put skills together to create products. And I, I, I've absolutely loved watching it. You know, I'm a big tech guy. I'm a big Ready Player One guy. So I really want the future to be this kind of huge metaverse, everyone interacting. Um, yeah. So you mentioned about, uh, you know, Web three great for startups. What would you say is um, 
what would you say is the negatives of starting in Web3? Like, have you had any problems that you've had to overcome or that yeah. you didn't foresee? And, and how did you get past them? Uh, the issue with Web3 is a few things. One is that because uh, you are in the Web3 for the digital ownerships and uh, 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 and everything's so transparent with on-chain data. So you can't hide, you know, everything is under public uh, scrutiny. And uh, also running the project, you know, you don't see like, uh, you know, the, 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 the big tech company doing a lot of, you know, public speech and you know, this and that. So, but as a Web3, you certainly will have a lot of community time, you know, uh, in the public, talk to people, say hello to people. So it's very much engaged with the community. The level of engagement is, I think, 100x, you know, compared to the traditional company. And that also will give you, you know, the choice that are you going to spend the time on the product or are you going to spend time on the community? So it's, uh, you know, that, that's the thing uh, with Web3. Uh, also, uh, uh, asset is another issue is that when we talk about building product, uh, you, when things get hyped up so quickly and you have so little asset, you know, they will cause a lot of trouble, you know, with the price discoveries. And that's always, always uh, uh, issue uh, in this space because you don't control the asset and the user control the asset. Um, so, uh, uh, that on the scale of economy, uh, certainly uh, create a lot of volatilities. You know, sometimes people say, oh, volatility is a good thing, but you know, sometimes it's uh, not so good. You know? And certainly that uh, uh, it could be out of place. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much would be the negative side of, uh, you know, starting a website, com a website company is that, you know, you as a founder be very much under the spot, always under the scrutiny. And, uh, uh, also, uh, when building a product, uh, uh, the, the, the level of scalability, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard on a technical level, but also it's certainly hard on the asset level, uh, at least in the beginning. Yeah, I, I remember you speaking at the conference, you mentioned um, <clears throat> trying to slow down this kind of like onboarding thing by using activation yeah. codes. And like, do you think that was a, a has that proven to be a good thing so far? Because um, yes. I think I'm on the opposite side when I had to do it and then go find someone and I was like, oh, this is a bit too much for me right now. And I was on my phone and I try not to have like like I tried to keep my discord on my computer and my phone separate you know so like yeah like how have you found that has, has that been a good growth or it is because uh, the, 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 the the issue with web3 or you know product is that uh, you may be a luck you know if you are lucky you'll be popular for a couple months you can not maybe a couple of days you know this is the case right especially in the beer market right something popular for a couple of days and that's it so people are fighting for attentions. And uh, if you cannot maintain the attention, that's it, you're out. You know, that's just the quality of the market. And uh, why you are out so quickly is because that you are exhausting on your potential user base. You, and also when uh, all the people get into the product in a very short period, that creates volatility and asset issue because we cannot just mean free, we cannot just creating asset. Right, the asset has to be created by the users, and it takes time for users to create it. So, so you have to really limit 
the number of onboarding to smooth over uh, the, 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 the asset with the user growth. Otherwise, uh, you'll be going right up and come right down. Uh, and uh, certainly managing the uh, user awareness, attention, uh, uh, is, 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 is very important. You know, activation calls certainly help that case to maintain the growth curve. Yeah. Yeah, I never considered that. Yeah, if you get a huge amount of people coming in in one go, obviously when the, the market dips, you're going to get a huge come out too, which probably could mm -hmm. cripple a project. Mm -hmm. That's quite interesting. So so this past year, you know, everything's been going down. The market's been really bad right now. How have you guys been? What kind of, have you still seen a steady growth? Have you seen a dip or are you still doing pretty good? I think we are now on a steady growth period. You know, that is, has been the case since almost the beginning of this year. Um, yes, also we recently enabled the Fiat on-ramp. These people can buy uh, NFT sneaker just by Apple Pay, right? So it's double click and then you get the sneaker. You don't need to create a wallet, you know, there's, there, you know, it's drastically re removed a lot of the onboarding uh, issues. So uh, I think we are still very much on steady growth. Uh, because it's, you know, uh, uh, back then we removed the game narrative, you know, we removed a lot of game element, you know. Uh, so we turned, originally we wanted to develop a game, but now uh, we develop more of a finished product with game and more of a token uh, model. So you can still see this as a finished product with game element. So the lifespan of this physical product uh, app will be significantly longer than a game product because game you get bored of, right? But physical product, not really. So I would say that uh, uh, the growth will be very much in a healthy way um, all the way until the maximum market started. And then we won't worry about, you know, user growth, people just come. So now it's very much of how can we um, um, retain the users and uh, especially the old user, where we're using the achievement system, and we are now um, also announced that Stepan is going to be the only place where people can earn GMT, this and that, uh, so that uh, when people need GMT for other product we build, they're probably going to go home to Stepan's all. I, I might just get a few sneakers to uh, you know, get some GMT where I'd be using it in other products. So it become like a flywheels after flywheels. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you're using Stepan to onboarding user, and then you turn this user into your other product user, and then they come back to Stepan. So, so it's yeah, yeah. So you 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 keep more of a, a longer user journey, and the beginning point and end point are all Stepan. So people will come into the ecosystem through GMT token or, or maybe like for another another yeah. um, product, product and yeah. they're like, oh, I need to use GMT for this. Wait, how do I get that? Oh, Stepan. Okay, well, then I'll go to Stepan and start being healthy. And then I'm assuming there'll be other tokens for other products. So it creates a like a circular um, kind of economy or? It will only be one token, which will be GMT. Oh, right, okay. So the only place you can get GMT is Stepan. So you see... Is sometimes where everything started, and also where everything ended, because uh, you ultimately step in for GMT. Okay, well that's that's a, that's a good concept. I I quite like that. I like the idea that um, 
I mean, how do I? Sorry, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. You know, like, I've seen a few people bring different products, different tokens, uh, and they're not connected, and there's no way to have mm. you know this kind of like um, family across these products, and they seem very disconnected. But uh, yeah, I really like the way Stepin is is kind of the linchpin for this, and people can go for the the GMT token. Nice. Because, oh, interesting. Uh, for what we see, uh, because NFT emerge, so we are now in a non-boring time where why is it non-boring because NFT preserve the sentiment value, emotional value, personal taste. And uh, if we say we turn a, 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 let's say a limited number of fungible tokens, which is GMT, into unlimited amount of NFTs for different product, ultimately um, uh, uh, you, you, you will run low on the you know fungible token side, right? So that's sort of uh, where we see uh, how to, uh, uh, let's say, run the token project is that you keep building product, popular, new, interesting product, and you turn the fungible token into a non-fungible token for in-app uh, usage. Uh, and that would be the ultimate use cases for the GMT. So how, how big is your team? Because it seems like you've got your fingers in many, many pies. Um, so yeah, I, do you have a huge developer resource or I, do, you, do you have a small team that just work, you know, nonstop every day or how you yes. find it? Do you outsource? No, we never do outsource um, because uh, you can never figure out the responsibility, right? right? So uh, priority also is the key that uh, we constantly shifting our priority. Also just really doesn't work. So we do everything in-house, we build everything in-house um we roughly have about 60 people now and we continue hiring so uh but we want to keep more of a high productive uh, uh, very lean team everybody have their own sort of task uh, so that uh, uh, the least thing we want to do or get into what become is turn into more of an ineffective uh you know bureaucrat type of uh you know uh, organization want to be you know fast um, making decisions uh, try things doesn't work you know let's try again in other ways uh, you know, always be very responsive uh, always trying to come up with new ideas right so uh, when you good people smart people and people know how things work I, especially after covid i really like this idea that a lot of people are working remotely and it's opened it's made people a lot freer but i do think it does introduce a whole new problem set that people aren't quite aware of especially when you're in the making a product business you know you need to be the team to be there and focused and get things not done not wait in seven hours for another time zone to wake up to give you mm. a piece of code that doesn't work then you have to go back and and stuff like that so is your whole team's based in um australia no we actually work quite decentralized uh, oh. <laughs> so, uh, but um uh... I think the dev people are all pretty much under the East Asia time zone, which is uh, you know which is a better way. And uh, but we do need uh, people in different time zone for marketing, right, or for community management. Somebody has to be awake in Discord, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. How how do you find managing a Discord? Because I tried to do one. Uh, I mean, well, I used to run a Discord when I was a Axie Infinity player. Mm -hmm. I had a guild of players and. Um, like, you know, I built all these bots to help maintain it. And then I had some like moderators that helped it. And even though I was stepped away from it as much as I can, I, f I felt like holding a community was so much time and effort. 
and there was always something I had to oversee and something I had to like connect and change in, you know, it takes up a lot of time. Right. And I think with a lot of projects, the thing that I think they think, sorry, I think what they, um, they don't think about is how much effort they're going to need for community. And then they don't understand why the community isn't growing because they don't have the time to put that in. So do you have a set community team or are you, is it just you on discord? Like all the uh, time, just like, like, <laughs> no, no, no. uh, I, I'm pretty much very much currently on the product side. Um, um, but, uh, for the community, we do have a dedicated team 24 seven, uh, addressing community concern, issues, questions, uh, oversee all the security level and everything. Uh, and actually was, uh, I, I was hugely engaged. Uh, in the beginning, just to uh, put together a team, and then to you know manage the team, and then we can you know, hand over to the proper uh, uh, people to uh, manage it. Uh, so not only the uh, community team, we also need to have a custom support team. Where because you you have a product, people say sometimes that uh, community have product issues you know there's a bug here you know asset there are issues so we also need to have somebody that uh, can also run the backend check their issues so it's a pretty big job for us to set up a proper structure for all social media management for discord management because we also have straight discord for Stefan, which is even harder to manage um, 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 so uh, you need a you know a set of team for each Discord. On top of that, you have more uh, guests here. You have we 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 are managing five Discord, and uh, I think uh, another six Twitter handles, and you know and they have like other platforms like Reddit and Facebook and things like that. So it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I fully understand. I mean, I you know I work in the market inside of CoinPost. And even though I don't, my, my responsibilities are not that huge for the whole company, I see all the effort that goes into it. And, you know, I, I mean, again, kudos to you. I think it's so awesome to see people who get a good handle on early on and manage to do great work in building these communities because it's hard. And I see so many people burn out. Um, mm. People try and do this and fail and then feel disheartened for it. So, yeah, it's 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 nice to see you, you taking a good approach. Um, because in the beginning, there's nobody else there so you know i was running the twitter and it was hard because uh you need to have content out almost 24 7 uh, which means that uh you can't sleep for much right so i have a timer to wake me up and just do some tweeting and then go back to sleep <laughs> uh until we have somebody that can cover for me which is much easier and then we have professional team built you know now then we have the graphic support you know not only that, I just got a random picture from the internet. Now we can have a proper graphic, we have proper copywritings, you know, we have proper marketing, you know, so it's much, much better now. But to 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 start it, right, it, it, you know, as a founder, you really need to hands on, right? So nobody else there, right? So you have to run the community, you have to run the social media, uh, come up with interesting ideas, in, interact with other people, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, on a bit of a personal question, and, and feel free to not answer this. I can cut this out if you don't want to. Um, did you, how did how did you find it like mentally start in a company that scaled this much? Um, just going back to what I said previously. Again, I see so many people online, um, 
I mean, there's a lot of hate in the community and a lot of people don't understand if you miss a deadline or if something on your roadmap isn't complete in time. Like people get really angry and then you see like, you know, project founders get like a little bit depressed or maybe go downhill a bit. Um, and then all, you just mentioned too, you know, like having to set timers to wake up all the time. So not having proper sleep and constantly being, being hands on. Um, yeah. How, how did you cope through that? How did you get I... yourself through? I actually didn't feel much. I mean, this is sort of the norm if you're trading cryptos, right? I yeah, when I'm doing the trading, I, I also wake up every four hours or six hours to check on the market. So I also just do a lot of you know shit posting or tweeting uh, on crypto Twitter, right? So uh, it's no different. Uh, it's just that now you're running a product, um, and also I think you know I think I actually have much more stress trading. Um, versus you know building a product because uh, trading there's no wait on trading right so but product building at least you can say okay let's just plan for this feature and you know uh, talk about it and because you have very much more control when you're building a product but uh, sometimes you actually feel hopeless when you're doing trading because uh, the, the market is just you know uh, not gonna move yeah it's unpredictable so uh, you you really need to struggle to you know have the pulse of market uh, so sometimes you bet on the wrong trade and uh, um, you lose money right so um, yeah I am um, yeah <laughs> I learned um, early on that I'm, I'm not a trader um, I, I tried doing it for a while you know I had like what 10 different charts open and then in my rush to like make trades, I looked at the wrong chart and got the wrong numbers. And I just, it was, I yeah. think after a couple of months, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I'm going to go into more building because I'm, I'm an engineer. So <laughs> Certainly trading is also about discipline. It's also about uh, information. You don't have to filter all the noise. I you also to see on bigger picture, you know, macro side as well. You know, doesn't matter how good the project is, if the macro is bad, you know, you're not really gonna do too much. Um, so certainly that is a whole different um, skill set uh, with trading. Um, but I think uh, on the product building side, it's always about uh, building new things. I think this is the part where Web3 is much, much different from Web2 company. Is that you need to build something interesting, new, very, very quickly. And you don't need to build like everything 100%, right? You can just build 10%. And, uh, and then you get the community engaged and, uh, you know, they help chip in the ideas and, uh, you know, grow alongside with the community. I think that's, that's I think, the beauty of Web3. Um, so you, you mentioned a key word there, discipline. And I just remembered a question I was going to ask you a while ago. You know, I mean, I have no discipline. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm, I'm one of those people that every year I'm like, right, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I'm going to start running. Um, ha have you seen, um, I mean, I, I don't know if Stepan has this or if it's a future plan. Do you have any type of, um, uh, how do I phrase this? So like, so in England, there's this app called Couch to 5K. And you set a specific plan of where you want to be. So zero to 5K. And then it breaks those tasks down and gives you milestones to reach. And I know you mentioned achievements. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in Stepan, have you seen, how do people, 
what percentage of people complete those and how many people seem to drop off halfway through on the achievements? Uh, achievement is very much of an optional thing. It's for the personal objective, right? So uh, it's certain for people with, with a goal, right? So uh, 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 we don't want to really want to push people. So people will uh, set their own sort of a timer to get achievement done. And uh, certainly the treatment could be tradable and, uh, you know, people can do their treatment and sell it, right? So, uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's very much up to them, right? So, uh, uh, I think we want to just get people into the habit of uh, exercise, but how they want to do it, at what level of intensity they want to do it, it's completely up to them. Okay, yeah, I really like that because every time I've, and I mean, I, again, I'm not ashamed to admit this, but I feel really bad saying it. I've joined a gym about 20 times in my entire life. And, you know, I, I, I go, I'm one of those people I go full in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'll get a personal trainer. I'll change my diet. And then the personal trainer gives you this plan and you're like, great, I'm going to be so good. And after a week, you're like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the thing. You need to have some sort of uh, incentive or motivation to keep you going until you see the the transformation of you know the 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 the, the, the you know, body change or you, you feel more uh, energy that gonna take months until you can feel good about it but before that you have the token incentives right when people are oh, just earn some token or I say oh, I want to mint some sneakers open some mystery box uh, so it certainly give you need to have constantly positive reinforcement. Uh, on certain things until it become a habit, right? So uh, turn something into a habit is extremely difficult, and uh, it cannot be uh, 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 happening if you don't have anything externally, right? So, so, so we used to talking about it. Too. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that. Yeah, I think again when people join gyms or or these kind of like resolutions they make. Yeah, you don't see the results straight away and that's yeah. why you drop out because you're like, oh, I, but yeah, the incentivized version, people, even though it's not the same as, you know, they're building muscle or running 5K, they're still getting something which is like, it hits that like dopamine part of the brain that's like, oh, I'm, something's happening and I can see I'm getting rewards for this. This is ben beneficial. Oh, it's it a very- have the negative effect because uh, oh. you have the sore muscle, you can't wake up next morning, you have low mm, energy. Yeah. Those things will kick in first before you have the positive. <laughs> so it's even, that's really makes this whole thing much, much harder, you know. Uh, right, okay. Interesting. Um, I, I'm always interested to find out, especially from people in the space, to you, what is Web3 and what do you think the future of Web3 is gonna be? Uh, I think Web3 is certainly, uh, uh, I think it's a new way for user and business to interact because as I mentioned, you know, Web3, you don't need to build a full product before you go to market. You know, you build the beginning of the product and then you grow the product with your user and certainly user will shape the product. And uh, even until the product is built, you know, this is also the thing that we're going to incorporate in the gas hero, the new product we build, is that people will decide how the product will be like uh, with votings. Uh, that's certainly very much different uh, to the web tool. And uh, also the free flow of asset, you know, uh, because you know, this is what we're doing is that uh, we have the gas zero badge in Stefan. 
and then people transfer the step in gas zero batch to gas zero product. So you will have NFT be able to flow between the product you build. Um, and uh, you just need to build the mechanics of the product or the NFT is doing certain things in product A and doing other things in product B. Uh, so if you're using the traditional product type of uh, uh, design, you need to have two separate products, right? You cannot transfer product in between. And uh, also, uh, uh, with NFT and fungible token as a form of uh, incentives and motivations, um, I think the bootstrapping stage will be totally different to Web2 company. I think it's a new way of building product and interacting with user. Uh, I think this is essentially of the Web3. And uh, I think the future of Web3, uh, for, for what we are uh, believing the future of Web3 is in the Web3 social, which you can see uh, you know, in step two, focus on social, in gas zero, focus on social. Uh, so because the whole Web3 space is a hyper communication sort of a bubble. You know, people just talking very, very quickly, sharing everything rapidly, you know, on Twitter. And if you can utilize this, uh, it will be a very effective way to grow your product and get it, get it viral, basically. Uh, and and, 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 and the, the whole thing is your product. Right, Webster social. So uh, I think the whole Webster concept and social work really well together. But I didn't say social file, I said Webster social is because the uh, the token side or the, the, the incentive side uh, cannot be so direct. Otherwise, uh, social become, again, uh, difficult uh, with anti-cheating. I can just have two bots calling each other GM every day. You know, that's not really, you know, how social should work. So uh, I think we need to have a different way of uh, incentives and uh, interaction for Web3 social. So it cannot be just as simple as, you know, uh, uh, have a financial value on socialization. That, that just doesn't work. So we are running this experiment in Gasero of you know uh, how how Webster social should work, right? So it's not done through language social or you know like interactions on Twitter. It's done through behavior social, um, and uh, you will see uh, very much uh, we release how things work properly uh, in Gas Zero, you know, with our uh, you know uh, white paper release. So we aim to release the full eight part of white paper uh, by the end of November, and then people will see the full picture, right? And then we'll start the game. Uh, we're trying something new, so we don't want to say everything and then people front run us. So so we, we're breaking into a small part. So until the big finale relief, uh, review, uh, we'll keep uh, things like uh, in more of a secret. Uh, but we are aiming for December uh, testing. And this is our interpretation of how social should work, and also how um, you know website social should work. So, uh, we, yeah. Oh, I I mean, I'd love to get you on another podcast when you guys go live with that and run yes. through it and see how that goes. That would be great. 
Um, so that was really interesting what you just said about, you know, um, right now, like, you know, Web3 web social, like Twitter, for example, it's not really Web3 social, it's Web2 with Web3 incentives and bots, whereas Web3 social is a different way of of interacting and harnessing that information. And I never really thought about that. But yeah, I wonder what the, well, I mean, I guess we'll find out with Gas Hero what the next step, next stage is. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, and then what would you say, as someone who is, um, you know, already doing very successfully with um, Find Satoshi Lab and everything that you guys are creating, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to break out in this space or someone who wants to run a, a product? Do you have any words of wisdom to, to pass on? Um, I think I keep saying the timing is very important because uh, uh, enter the product uh, or the market because this is the cool also reality of uh, Web3 is that you have one shot, that's it, right? Nobody's going to give you a second opportunity. Uh, you, you have one shot to raise capital, you have one shot to go to market. If you're done poorly, um, the market will be very difficult to reactivate. And uh, so when to enter the market become very important. Uh, if you enter in the beginning of the bull market, you know, relatively easy. But if you enter at the deepest of bear market, it's very difficult. Uh, so looking at the micro, I think it's very important uh, of timing your entry or starting point of your project. And also, uh, I think independent thinking also very important. Uh, because uh, this space is always about attention, right? And uh, nothing grab people's attention than a new interesting product. You know, the product sometimes just talk itself, right? You don't need to have a lot of marketing, you know, you're just having a simple activation program and or a simple referral program. If the product is interesting enough, people are gonna talk about it, right? Um, so if you bringing the prior cycle product or narrative into the new cycle, how are they gonna work? You know, which is the reason say, okay, we'll constantly keep thinking what is gonna be the next, you know, big thing or big narrative or big story or, you know, big value creations, you know, essentially. Um, so building something new, uh, something people uh, like to use and create real value. I think that's what boils down to the bottom is that you have to have a good product, and uh, and the product have to what is defined good product is product that create uh, value. The value not necessarily going to be financial value, you know, emotion value. You know, you know, second is more like a, a house value, um, and uh, also with social is that once you're building the social graph or connection, it's very difficult to be replicated, right? So. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and what you build become valuable, right? So uh, I think uh, difficult to be copy and imitate is also another core competitive myth. Um, because like DeFi, right? So I build a DeFi, you copy a DeFi. Uh, people say, oh, you know, you have a better, you know, uh, API, API, I'll just go to your platform, right? So, but once you're building, uh, you know, like Stepan, right? So people accrual their like uh, kilometers, you know, getting to the achievement badge and the badge give them some reward. Then they will have uh, more of a cost to jump to other product. So, you know, so this is the thing that also you need to 
think about, uh, you know, be the first movers, uh, building new interesting value creation product, and then also have something to retain them. Um, I think, uh, uh, and how you can be sure that you're on the right track is to talk to your user. Right? So that's the reason we spend like a, a long time just talk to each user, how they feel about it. Uh, do we have any recommendations, right? Uh, I find that a lot of people, when they first start a product or project, they don't feel to talk to their uh, user base. Uh, it's all too time consuming, uh, this and that. But in fact, um, you are trying to get more people use the product, right? Having a product feedback is very important. Um, you know, uh, I think there was a series that you need to talk to the first 100 users, know them by the names, right? So uh, uh, to gather feedbacks, it's very important. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so I mean, on, on, the on the flip side to that advice, do you think this is maybe why we see such a dip in the bear markets because people are waiting until the bull market to launch their product? Um, I think certainly there are that, but uh, the timing, you can never guess the market right. So, right. so uh, yeah, as my trading history also, showed me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> sometimes waiting also gonna get you miss the opportunity, right? So uh, I think it's more on the getting the general trend. If the trend is upward, you know, you should just release the product nevertheless. Um, I think, and also because uh, what defines the bull and bear market is that uh, do you have new user keep coming in? So I think that's the main concern is that if you release the product, if your main audience is, let's say, a non-crypto user, then it's very difficult to get them at current stage, because there's so much. You know, whenever in the bear market, people talk about you know all the negative things about cryptos, and uh, I think that's also translate into you know the recent sort of the consensus of a lot of builders now is that I'll just build a web-to-like product, um, and uh, uh, don't don't spin a web narrative because people maybe not like it. Right, so uh, certainly that is also the case. Um, but I think overall it's more on lack of directions. You know, what's gonna be the next popular product? There is no proven case at the moment. Um, you know, the whole market is sluggish, no new user coming in. Um, so certainly that also contributing a lot on the loss of directions for builders. You know, if they build half, 50% of what they built, are they going to keep building or are they going to pivot? Uh, certainly, it's very challenging because if you switch and, you know, that's all some cost. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is, excuse me, <clears throat> um, it is very sad to see a lot of projects, I think, um, they go in, they build, they, they seem to run up really well, and then the bear market hits, users drop, and they don't have the funds to carry on, and... and you know, it's such a shame um, that we have these drops where that kicks kicks projects out. But I mean, on the flip side to that, you also have projects that deliberately just rug pull anyway. So who who who, who knows if uh, this project's around to stay? Um, well, we're nearly out of time. Is there any last words you want to say? Like anywhere you want to direct people to go? Anything we should look out for? I know you mentioned uh, end of November for information about Gas Hero. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think there's a few timeline for us, and uh, before that, follow us on the Twitter. You know, we have you know Step Official, More Official, Gasser Official. That's the top three product we're building, and uh, uh, we're certainly gonna do a lot of revamp on NFT marketplace. I personally give a lot of thoughts of where the direction of NFT, right? So, uh, and also how should NFT market should be, uh, you know, what kind of new feature. Right, we should put in the NFT marketplace. So we have some directions. We're gonna do a total revamp of our more platform uh, to having, uh, I think, a better trading experience. Um, and uh, we're looking at around late October for that. And then we're gonna do late November, which is a gas year release. So certainly we are still very busy toward the end of this year, uh, having the two new, uh, you know, two product update. Uh, so. Yeah, keep an eye on that. And uh, um, yeah, so uh, next year, I think uh, I'll share more details of the Stepan tool. Uh, also could be run concurrently with Stepan. So uh, yes, yes. Uh, so people can open up two apps uh, to, 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 to work outside, um, let's say toward the end of next year. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to have to rewatch this and uh, re-listen to make notes because you mentioned a lot of things and uh, I was trying to like stay focused, but I have one of those minds that tried to like figure things out. So you were giving out all this really great information and I was like, <laughs> you know, trying to rein myself in. So thank you very much. Interesting conversation. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, have a great time. And I guess we'll talk soon uh, after Gas Hero release. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. See you later. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. GM. 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 GM Radio.